everybody. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, August 27th, 2020. And today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. I am your host, Detroit Sports Editor Noel Bianchi, here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Ethan, Look, how you I- doing? Good. I've we I've been doing this podcast for over a hundred episodes now, mm-hmm. and I still haven't come up with a good intro to after. It, I don't know what to say. I never know what to say after you introduce me. Well, do you want to have like a signature uh, response really. or not, like? Not really. I mean, did you have sometimes you like tell us about your day and like, oh, I did yard work. Oh, I cut the grass. Uh, I got a haircut. Sometimes oh, you have, you know, sometimes you have really interesting things to say like that. So don't yeah. beat yourself up. All right. All right. We can work on it if you want. I'll just think about some stuff still. I'll still try and figure it out. All right. Uh, let's see. We've got a mailbag episode, but a very non-traditional mailbag because uh, I'm the one. <laughs> we're the ones who came up with the questions and we're the ones who are going to be answering the questions not really much to talk about these days for the Red Wings. I think, uh, you know, that's that's pretty obvious. There's still a lot of time between now and the draft. So we were doing the draft profiles for a bit. We'll get back to those, but I figured we just kind of weave them in every now and then. I uh, could use a little bit of a break from that. So we just have some, uh, some fun questions about, you know, our Red Wing fandom or uh, just whatever, you know, history of being a Red Wings fan. So we're going to talk about the best and worst games we've ever attended, uh, who, the, who the players were that we thought were going to be really good, and then they ended up being nothing, uh, and, and just probably more stuff along the way. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out along the way. The real it's, – uh, it's about the journey, not the destination. So don't worry about it. Just know that we're going to have fun, you're going to have fun, and it's going to be a great time. Love it. Let's go. So what's we'll the first st- question? We'll start off with the first question, and this is from uh, me. What is the best Red Wings game you have ever attended? Um, geez, I got some good ones. I'd say um, I, I was at the last playoff home win of the streak. We won 2 nothing. That was a great game. Ethnicity scored, I think, right? Yeah, baby. Peter Morezic got the shutout. That was a good one. There was ooh, <laughs> there was there was one time. Uh, I think I've already told this story. I was a Thrashers fan, and that was probably the second best Red Wings game I ever went to. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, host had a hat trick. That was fun. Um, then I would say there was a game versus Toronto. I don't remember the score. I just remember we won. I was like eight or nine, and. Uh, a Toronto Maple Leafs fan and a Red Wings fan, I was in the nosebleed, got into a fight. <laughs> and they went toppling over the rows, and there was blood, and I had beer on my jersey. I'm like, oh, this is what it's like up here. It yeah, this fun. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> More good memories. I can't imagine a scarier uh, stairway to fight in than the Joe Louis Arena upper deck stairway. Just alcohol. I'm just on those terrible stairs. Yeah, that's definitely a home field advantage type thing. If you know how to maneuver like the skinny ass stairs first, like yeah, in a, I didn't even know an away team, that. I never you know? knew how to do that. You gotta like turn your foot sideways a little bit. You walk a little bow legged. 
takes practice for sure. It's not a step. It's just like a pat, 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 pat up. There, yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Really and the steps are so short that like you want, you want to like skip a couple or you don't know whether to right. like skip a couple. Cause like when you, when you skip a couple, like you lose your, you might lose your footing. Cause it's still like you're, you're stepping up onto a really tiny stair, but also <laughs> I can, yeah, I can just distinctly remember like walking up with like two beers and being like, cause they're just like little baby steps. Yeah, it's and like some of them are like angled and yeah. some are longer than other ones. So you just really have to pay attention to what you're doing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine fighting another person, especially if you got like <laughs> swing up. If you're the person on the lower, oh, row, yeah, yeah, yeah. swing up at somebody, you're just not, hey, pick your battles. No, yeah. If you're on top, you just all you got to do is like a gladiator kick at all. Like, because anything that's going to cause that person to lose their balance, like, it's game over for them. What? I'm serious. Like, that, that's the move, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> it could hurt maybe a bit more than a punch. I might, I think a kick might result, might have a higher chance of resulting in a assault charge than yeah, a <laughs> but hey <laughs> teaches own i guess maybe just maybe just a hard push then yeah just give him a shove It'd but like also you don't want to shove down because then you could end up toppling down with him if he gets yeah, any piece you. of you yeah, yeah because lest we forget you're also unbalanced yeah, so if they like yeah. grab you at all like you're going with them that's why i think the gladiator kick that's is right. the right move because you can kind of like lean yourself back definitely and definitely like, make sure that if you fall at all, you fall backwards into the stairs where you're safe. Just punt him in the chest like Gerard Butler in 300. I like Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, So for me, I think I've been to a lot of really good Red Wings games. I've just been to like a high volume. Like I haven't been to that many playoff games, at least memorable playoff games, I think. Uh, But my dad used to get tickets all the time from his work. And... um we would like one of the seats that he used to get were like right along the glass in the corner. And I remember, this is a side note. This isn't part of the game that I went to, but like, I remember there was one time I used to love Dwayne Rolson when I was a kid. I have no idea why, uh, but I just loved Dwayne Rolson. They were playing the wild one year or no, this is when he was on Edmonton. So uh, every whistle he would, he would skate down the goal line to the boards and then skate to the other boards down the goal line and then come back and i was just going nuts for him one time and he gave me a little wave and it like made my life my favorite game that i saw from those seats so and i think if i thinking about this i uh this is the one i came up with i was 12 it was 2008 or no i was 11 it was 2008 we had those seats red wings playing the blue jackets it's henrik zetterberg flag night i got an badass uh henrik zetterberg flag uh that i hung in my room for like five years um and then it was one nothing blue jackets going into the third zetterberg scored with like 11 minutes left to tie it up then he scored with a minute 50 something left to make it 2-1 and then uh right after the face off like I, i don't remember what happened but he basically he just stripped a blue jackets player in the neutral zone 
and went the other way with it. And their goalie like came up. I can't remember who the goalie was. I'm actually going to look it up. Uh, but the goalie like just came flying at him and like trying to like dive at him and like throw a poke check, diving poke check. And uh, he just went right around him and threw it in the back of the net for a hat trick. Hmm. And I was it, was it uh, Steve Mason? Or was it before his time? No, it was Mark uh, Frederick Norena. Oh wow! Right. I don't even. I've never heard of that name before. Um, but yeah. So then I was. I was. Uh, I threw my hat over the ice because it was a the first time or the first time I'd ever seen a hat trick, and B I was right there, so like I had to throw it, you know, because I it was just a good feeling knowing that like my hat hit the ice with no interference, like it didn't go to somebody right. and then get on the ice, and then as right. soon as I threw it, it was a 2002 Stanley Cup champions hat which I loved. It was my favorite hat. And uh, as soon as I threw it, I had like this overwhelming regret. And then about two seconds later, another one hit me right in the shoulder and I just kept it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. That's great. I know. Talk about serendipity. Yeah, right. Wow, and uh, yeah, so that that's probably my my favorite memory. Henrik Zetterberg was so rock solid in those days, and uh, you know, speaking of being rock solid, let's talk about our friends over at RockAuto.com, huh, Ethan? Huh? Huh? Yes. So uh, when it comes to cars, right? There's people who know a little and people who know a lot. Sometimes the people who know a lot take advantage of the people who know a little. I am in the group of people who know a little. But thanks to rockauto.com and the use of the internet, I have been able to act like I know a lot and be able to fix my car whenever an issue arises instead of taking it to a mechanic shop and letting them pick me up, flip me over, grab me by my ankles, and shake every single last penny out of my pockets. Because that's not what you want from a mechanic experience. Even if you're going to fix it yourself and want to go to, you know, one of the chain stores, don't do that either because they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do it yourselfers. Do yourself a favor, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you get there, just write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Hey, before we get going, you mind if I just go grab something to eat, dude? I'm starving. Well, right now, I mean, we're kind of in the middle of, of an episode. But I'm hungry! <laughs> okay, well, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. I get that. I get hungry when I record, too. I have a better solution for you. Instead of hopping in your car, going out to the, uh, to the Burger King at the corner or the McDonald's, that's whatever. We live in a fast food dead zone. Ethan and I live right across the street from each other. Um, we really live in a fast food dead zone. It kind of sucks, but those days of that being an issue are completely over because DoorDash will bring anything you want to eat right to your door at a moment's notice. You want Chinese? You want pizza? You want McDo's? It doesn't matter. If you're craving Froyo, hey, there's something for everybody on DoorDash. Now you've counted on restaurants all your life They're a place of community. They're a place for great food. They're a place for great beer. But right now, they are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they are still open 
for delivery. And thanks to DoorDash, it's a possibility. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's right, $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, let's get into our next topic because we've relived some of the good times. Now, we, we got to get into some of the bad times. Do you have a mo- – and maybe this can be a, a variety of things, but the category of worst games you've ever attended. It can be a heartbreaking loss. It can be something crazy happened. Whatever it may be, do you have, do you have a, a contender for worst games you've ever attended? Yes, I have a vivid memory. It was probably like – Three or four years ago now, uh, me and my buddy, my two buddies actually, just randomly got tickets to a Red Wings versus Arizona game. We were all 21, so we went to a bar before. Then when we got there, there was, it was probably about like 50% filled. It was on like a random Wednesday. Arizona wasn't good. And I was just, I was chirping their backup goalie because we had snuck down into the lower bowl. Um, and then an older couple turned around two rows in front of me and told me to shut up. (laughs) That's bad. That's embarrassing. Yeah. And then one of my friends smoked cigarettes back then. So we went out to, uh, like the steps in between periods and an usher came up to us and accused us of smoking weed. And then- Yeah, dude. How have I never heard this story? Horrible. It was just a horrible time. And we had to be like, no, no, we obviously don't have anything. Don't smell it and at all. Don't know what you're talking about. And he like braided us for like five minutes. And what? Then he walked away. Yeah, it was wild. It made absolutely no That's sense. That's so crazy. The second you, well, first off, the second you step outside of the Joe Louis doors, like on any given night, it smelled, it reeked of weed. That's crazy uh, that you got uh, called out for that. Yeah, I know. And we, like, blatantly, we, we weren't. They were, you know, whatever. Hey, to each his own, you know. It was – then after – I think we left at, like, halfway through the third period because it was, like, six to one, and none of us were having fun. Or it's like, let's, <laughs> just, let's just go. I, I was surprised to hear that you didn't pick another another game for your worst game you've ever attended. Do you remember uh, Red Wings Tampa Bay Lightning game that you went to maybe like four years ago, four or five years ago now? Uh, you wore an Edmonton Oilers jersey and then went down. Do you remember? Do you remember that game? Yeah, no, I don't actually. You should. <laughs> don't remember any of it. You should tell that actually. story. <laughs> All right, well, this is okay. Well, I it's bits and bits and pieces. Um, <laughs> so you know, obviously, again, once again, twenty one, drank before we went in. Um, I guess I I think I didn't have dinner or I didn't have enough food, and like I've blacked out maybe twice in my life, and this was one of them. Um, so we get there, already feeling pretty good. 
have two tall boys in my hand and my last memory is getting to my seat, sitting down before warm-ups and taking a sip of beer. And then everything goes blank until like everybody's <laughs> and then your brain went to sleep. <laughs> yes, and then my brain went to sleep and <laughs> I was also wearing a Connor McDavid Oilers jersey and we were not playing the Oilers. My Connor McDavid Oilers jersey, which I had sold on eBay and needed to ship out the next day. Yeah, that was a fun time. <laughs> and then what happened? And then what happened? And then I was with E.G. Slayer. And then we went down into the locker room and uh, met Larkin. And I had a picture with Tatar. And when Tatar saw the Oilers jersey, he looked at me and goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, but he still, took a, he still took a picture with me. So That's so know, funny. Young and dumb and yeah. having fun. Just an asshole. <laughs> uh, my, my worst game attended isn't nearly that good, but it was uh, two, 2011. Game three. Round two against the San Jose Sharks. And they had just beaten the Red Wings a year before. And uh, it, they they won the first two games at home, came back to Detroit for game three. And you know, like when they're – like, you know, the whole uh, series doesn't start till the road team gets a win. Like, I hate game threes when you're down 2 nothing because, like, you think, like, to yourself, it's just such it's, – it's the most pivotal game hands down because you either go from being on the verge of being swept or you can, or it's just the home team keeps winning. And so like that always made like the, the hot and cold of that. And like the two sides of that make me always like give me real bad nervousness. Uh, but it was the, it was the Danny Heatley Cronwall game. I can't remember. I, I don't remember exactly. What, I think the Red Wings like tied it up in the third period and then it went to overtime and Devin said I will never, I will never forget the sound. Cause I was okay. So I was sitting next to the Red Wings bench about two seats from the ice or I was second row. So uh, Devin said scored, I think on a feed from Joe Pavelski. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but I just remember like I it was one of those things where I was not at a good angle. So I couldn't see the play that great. And I was just trying to figure out what was going on. And then all of a sudden you like see a bang, bang play. And then the light goes on and then it's just dead silent except for woo, woo, woo. Like you could hear the players on the ice, like celebrating. And that sound will stick with me for the rest of my life because I was crushed. Oof. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. I'm happy I really don't have too many horribly sad memories like that. That's the only one. That's the only one for me. Just like that whole drive home, too. I know. Oh, man, it's just awful. I know. And and it was the second year that they had played the Sharks, and I hated the Sharks because there was, like, some there was some pretty good rivalry stuff going on at that time. Like, I hated Joe Thornton, freaking Jumbo Joe, all that you other. You still don't like him. What's that? You still don't like him. No, I've come around on him. I've come around on him. I'm a, I, I would, I like, I would put me in the camp of, I would not mind seeing him win a cup. Okay. Well, Same with enough. Patrick Marlowe. 
coming around to those guys in the twilight of their career. See how it yeah. is. Yeah, when uh, it's over for that, because then it's yeah. a sad story. Yeah. Oh, they never won one. Yeah. You know what else is a sad story? What? Not being able to talk about erectile dysfunction because it's not an easy topic. Let's be real, right? Usually, we'll just brush it off or blame ourselves by saying things like, uh, "I don't. I'm just not feeling it," or "I, I don't know what's wrong with me," or you know, we, we'll just avoid it altogether with excuses like. I had such a long day at work. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, honey. I'm I'm playing Madden with Ethan, and we're playing Ravens versus Ravens, and it's it, we're having way too much fun. Uh, and so I I simply cannot tonight. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medicine. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today, and if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Say it with me one more time, Ethan. GetRoman.com slash slash LockedOnNHL. NHL. All right, moving into our last segment of the day before we send you guys off until Friday's episode. I was curious today to know who is the one player either drafted by the Red Wings or acquired by the Red Wings, whatever, who was the one player that you thought was going to be an absolute world beater and then they turned out to be a complete dud? You know, mine's a little bit. I mean, I don't know if you want to say. He was a first-round pick, 30th, 30th overall in 2008. I thought he was going to be the goalie of the future for the Red Wings, Thomas McCollum. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's actually a, a really good point. I didn't expect that. So he played, uh, let's see, one game in 2010, 2011. He, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He barely played any games at all. Why do I feel like I, why do I feel like I know of Thomas McCollum more than I should? Like, I feel like I know him pretty well. Well, his name was brought up a bunch saying like, oh, oh, he could be a potential backup. But then Peter Morazzi came along and that was just, thanks for coming. Oh, yeah, true. And Peter Morazzi, oh, I guess Peter Morazzi is another guy that you could throw in that uh, category too because he, uh, I remember just there was like that one highlight from a World Juniors tournament of them beating USA and him just going absolutely nuts. And they were like Detroit Red Wings prospect. And I was like, that's, that guy, that guy got, he's drafted by the Red Wings? He's going to be a Red Wing? And I was like all in on him from that point on. Um, my player, without a doubt, number one on this list is Tomas Yurko. Uh, 35th overall by the Red Wings in the 2011 draft. But I knew of him before then. This was when I was like, because this is like the age or the year when I was like yeah. probably peak like YouTube hockey highlights 
prospects, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember there was this video. I just looked it up before we started too. It's still as impressive as ever. It's called Thomas Yurko, the magician. And basically it was just two minutes of him like handling the puck on his blade in the locker room. Well, he did first off, he did like the 360 Michigan move goal in a shoot in a CHL all-star game shootout. And then uh, they like clipped together a highlight package based on that. And then like showed like a minute and a half of him just like messing around with the puck on his blade in a locker room before an all-star game. And I was like, this is the guy there's a part at the end where he's like 10 feet away from a trash can and he takes a puck on his stick and he just tosses it in there. And I was like, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And then and then he fell to the Red Wings in the second round. He was projected to go like early 20s, I want to say. And then he fell to the Red Wings. And I was like, I cannot believe this. This is the steal of the century. This guy was projected to go here. He's going to be amazing. And then uh, he simply was not. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days too. Um, just like in like my first and third hour in high school, I would just go on to like this CHL website and keep up with prospects and everything and I remember he was I think he was on St. John with like Huberto yeah, and Devontae Kelly and stuff they won the Memorial Cup that year and I'm like this kid's good it's good and I thought that was a great pick for us just never couldn't really translate that success at the uh junior level up into the uh NHL yeah and it wasn't uh I mean he wasn't very good <laughs> at the AHL level either. Like he like he spent his first two years with Grand Rapids. Uh actually that's not true. He was a point per game player in 2013-2014 in Grand Rapids. But then uh once he got to the NHL, that was uh, that was pretty much a wrap for him. He had 15 points in 36 games in his rookie year. Not bad. And then uh his second year had 18 points in 63 games and then his third year six points in 44 games. So it's pretty much just a a downhill downward spiral. Oh, and then his last year with the Red Wings he had zero points in 16 games minus okay. 8. I mean that 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 kind of seal it there. Yeah. So uh while he had a a decent start, he kind of literally just absolutely plummeted from the time he was drafted. And now he's with the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Played 12 games for the Oilers this year. Two assists. Uh, four penalty minutes. Plus one on the year. So that's that's good for him. Uh-huh. I think he might have been injured. Uh, he only played 20 games between the NHL and AHL. That's something I could probably look up. But I'm not going to. Uh, all right. That'll do it for today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow. We're trying to find a time to record with the Lockdown Spartans boys. Uh, so if you're familiar with that, that podcast, you're definitely not going to want to miss it. We haven't booked anything yet, though, so don't get your hopes up too high. Uh, but if you hear this episode, make sure you tweeted him. Tell him to come on the show tonight. Um, yeah, that's all for us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. Do us a favor and subscribe. Share the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.